Welcome back to this week's edition of the Rangers Report. Of course, we'll look back on what was a busy week last week, look ahead to the trip with Coventry City, as well as sitting down with Ilias Chair as we reflect on what has been his 200th game for QPR. This is the Rangers Report. And just like that, since two weeks have flown by, here we are back at Heston. The Rangers report returns for another week. What a busy few days it's been. Well, a busy week, you know, after the international break. What was it? Three games in six days. Um, so, yeah, they came thick and fast and uh, went and discussed them. How's things been for you? All good? Always good, yeah, always good. Um, you know, if we look at the week that we had, uh, varying types of emotions during the games and outcomes from the game but uh, yeah on the whole very good we'll get straight to it things kicked off Sunderland after the international break Sunderland's at home it first 20 minutes or so we were yep. it was a positive afternoon but the red cards changed the game flipped it on its head and in the end disappointment wasn't it yeah ultimately disappointment but you're right um, I thought we start the game well score a really good goal uh, well worked goal great finish 21 minutes, Jack just missed times a tackle. I feared the worst when I saw it in with a naked eye, and uh, so yeah, that left us playing. You know, it was it was a boiling hot day. Um, one team, one of the teams in the division, you probably don't want to go down to 10 men against the Sunderland because they they're good with their possession, and you know with the added time. So 21 minutes, you're going to play 100 odd. Left us playing 80 minutes with 10 men. Um, Another key moment, stroke of half-time, you know, Jack Clark comes inside, strikes a shot. I think Esme will save all day. Cookie puts his head in the way, yeah, just as a reaction, that goes in. What's the mood in the dressing room at half-time when something like that goes against you? Well, it'll change the team talk. Well, it'll change the dynamics of the team talk. Um, it'll change the mood uh, in either dressing room. It'll change the mood within the stadium. You know, both sets of supporters because... Uh, right on the stroke of half-time is a key, key period. Uh, and to be fair, and you've got to give credit where credit's due, I thought in the second half, Sunderland, they made a couple of changes. I think they sensed um, they were going to go for it. And I thought they probably ran out comfortable winners on the day. So, uh, so yeah, if you, if, you, if you summed up the game, 20 minutes, good, sending off, key moment of the game, key moment right on the stroke of half-time and probably the better team won in the second half. So, uh, but you dust yourselves down and uh, you get ready for the next one. So, relentlessness of the championship. <coughs> Swansea, straight after on the Tuesday night. Again, another frustrating, a very different game, but a very frustrating one, but a bit of quality at the end got us a point. Well, if you look at that game, you know, after losing at home on the Saturday, you're, you're asking for a good start or you want a good start. And I'm sure Gareth and the boys would have, would have, would have wanted that. Uh, we concede after seven minutes, albeit a goal that I believe shouldn't have stood. Um, haven't seen the replays. Have to be totally brutally honest. I didn't, from the angle we had, I didn't see the hand uh, from 80 yards away. And he's, Ginnelly has got his back to me. So, um, but when I see the replays, I can see the frustration of the of the players. But you know what? We you just have to have to put that behind you. Disappointment. You know, you can't feel sorry for yourself. You have to keep going. It looked like it was going to be a night where not much was going to come off and we're crying out for a little bit of quality and then the 92nd minute, boy did we get quality. First of all, the cross in from Ilias, it's a brilliant cross, comes on his right foot, puts it in with pace, 
movement of Linden, and he's he's still got a hell of a lot to do. What is he, 14 yards out um, to get the header, to get the power on the header? But uh, that was a great, it was a great goal. And you know, you spoke about the goal on the stroke of halftime at Sunderland, the goal at the end of a game to get you a point. It almost feels like a win. Did you feel a bit of resilience that uh, that Gareth Ainsworth sort of brought to the team now, and the fans sort of felt like it, they bought into it as well because the ground create that atmosphere to yep. get that goal, didn't it, at the end? I thought the fans, well, they've been great all the time. I, I keep saying it and I won't get tired of saying it, but on the night, I could sense they were getting just a little bit frustrated because it didn't look like the goal was going to come, but they stayed with the team. And credit to the boys, they kept going right till the end, right to the death. And, um, as I say, got, got a point with a, a wonderfully... Um, a wonderfully crafted and a wonderfully taken goal from Linden, so uh, that'll do him the world of good as well. And a trip to, to Birmingham very quickly followed after that. And again, another point, another point on the board if you want to look at it that way. And it could have been a lot more if it wasn't for a few chances. Just well, you coming. say another point on the board, yeah. uh, you know, never, I don't think people should ever underestimate a point away from home. Championship is a tough, tough league. You've got to, you've got to earn and you've got to get whatever you get. No one gives you anything. You look at games where you think this might be an easy fixture. Not an easy fixture at all. So to go to Birmingham, started well under Eustace, John Eustace. Um, had lost a couple before going into us, so they were uh, wanting to get back to winning ways. I thought it was a really good game, actually, for a nil-nil. Normally associate a nil-nil with a, a boring, not much happening game, but I felt this was far from it. I thought it was two teams having a right go at each other. Uh, you know, both goalkeepers, I think, excelled on the night. You know, for us, Esme and this, uh, made a, two or three really good saves. Got to mention the, the goal line clearance from Sam, which was incredible how he, how he managed to keep that out. We're talking of margins and inches, but yeah, he does brilliant. Then late on, Albert stands a, a cross up to the far post, and I'm sure Lyndon's uh, eyes would have lit up. and. He does the right thing, heads it back where it came from, heads it down. But John Ruddy makes a, a, a terrific save. So uh, we go away with a, another point, a positive point, and again, something to build on. And uh, I say, I came out the ground walking past with quite a lot of our fans, and they were, they were pleased with the performance and the result. And I was going to say that the reaction from the fans yep. at the full-time whistle when all the players came over, once again, they got a, a very good reception, which just yep. highlights the, yeah, yeah, yeah. how much everyone thought the point was worth yeah, it. I think the fans could see the, the attitude, the endeavour, the commitment, the, uh, the good passages of play. I thought on the night we really committed bodies forward. Um, there were times where we were crossing ball where we had four or five bodies in the box. Uh, so we didn't go there just to, just to keep it tight. Great to get a clean sheet because over, the, over the, the past few seasons we haven't kept enough of them. So that was good. Uh, some really good performances. Didn't get the win that we wanted. but uh, So you put a point on the board, you move on, you build and you go into the next game. If we look back in recent years, is that game against Birmingham, Swansea as well, but in a different perspective, the sort of games that we've come away with a defeat? It's a very even game, very balanced game. Both teams have chances and it's just gone against us. Yep. Whereas we've shown a bit more resilience, a bit more determination and coming away with a point. Well, I think that's something Gareth's always said since he came into the build. Um, you know, back in February last season was always going to be tough. Last season was a you know, strange season. We've talked about it till we're blue in the face. But uh, it was this season. Let's, let's face it, we started off really poorly at Watford. But since then, there's been a real upturn in uh, performances and results and we've probably left a couple of or haven't got a couple of points that we should have got in in a couple of the games by missed chances or 
conceding in the manner that we've conceded, but I think everyone can see uh, there's an upturn. Uh, and speaking to the fans, and I always love to speak to the fans, you know, before games, after games, I think they were quite, quite pleased, quite buoyed, and looking forward to what potentially lies ahead. So, uh, so yeah, that was pleasing. And someone that's been a standout and has been since he made his debut a few years ago now was Ilias Chair, and he made his 200th appearance for QPR on Friday night. That was quite a milestone, isn't it? Always a milestone, and it's a great achievement, certainly in this you know, day and age where sometimes players can last a season or two seasons and then they, they move on for whatever reason. So Ilias, he's done remarkably well. You know, I was just looking at his sort of stats uh, leading into the Birmingham game. You know, um, I think over the last four seasons, he's played 40-plus games every season, which is, which is brilliant. What does that show you? Well, it shows uh, he's in form, it shows he's consistent, shows his robustness in terms of, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, whatever game, you know, he's, he's up and he's, he's ready for the next game. It shows how important he is to the team because he's, he's always been playing. And I think it shows from, a, from his point of view, a desire and a determination to play in as many games as possible and do as well as he, as well as he can for himself and the team. So, uh, no, great achievement, um, very talented, gifted player. And obviously we're delighted to have him here at QPR. That leads us perfectly to our interview with Ilias Chair, where we speak to him about his 200th appearance as well as reflecting on his time here at QPR. Ilias, thanks for joining us. 200 QPR appearances, can you quite believe it? Uh, not really, no. No, it's, uh, it's an unbelievable moment for myself, for everyone that supported me throughout these years, and uh, obviously uh, hoping to add many more. Does it feel like you've been here for quite a while now? Um, yeah. I could say uh, I came here when I was a boy uh, and I became a man here. So, uh, no, it's uh, obviously an incredible achievement for myself and for my family, obviously, as well. And, um, yeah, I'm very happy to, to add many more. We're going to look back at your time at QPO of a series of moments and clips. Let's start with your first goal for the club against Birmingham on the final day of the 17-18 the season. How special was that moment for you, especially given how hard you'd worked to, to make that kind of dream become a reality? Well, first of all, I will have to correct you. It was not the final day. It was a final, uh, final home game of the season. No, the knowledge needs to be out there. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the knowledge needs to be out there. You know what I mean? Let's start with your first goal for the club against Birmingham, the final home game of the 17-18 season. How special was that moment for you, especially given how hard you'd worked to make that dream become a reality? Yeah, obviously uh, that season I would have hoped to score a little bit earlier, but um, obviously yeah, it was a it was an unbelievable moment. I think still one of my uh, my greatest moments as a QPR player because I know how much I sacrificed um, all those years to 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 come in that first team and to play regularly in the first team, and then um, I, I got my chance earlier. Um, the gaffer at the time, Ian Holloway, he gave me my he gave me my debut quite early in my QPR career. But um, yeah, like I said, when that when that game uh, when that game against Birmingham, when he called me up and said you you're starting again, and uh, I want you just to go out there and enjoy yourself. We had a quite young team on the pitch as well that day, so it was just an unbelievable day for me for my family, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed that one a lot. Let's take a look at the goal. What, what do you remember about it? 
I remember that Luke Freeman had the ball on the on the on the left on the left side, and um, obviously Luke, with Luke Freeman you can't you can't go in the box too early because you know he's going to try and chop and chop and chop. So, so I had to time my run there, um, and yeah, that ball fell down perfectly in my path, um, and yeah, I just had to slot it in. Took a little deflection, which made it uh, which made it harder for the goalie to 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 save that. But um, yeah, obviously an unbelievable day, and uh, I didn't, uh, as you can see in the video, I didn't know what to celebrate. I didn't because that was my first professional goals, a goal, so I didn't know what to do. Soon after your first goal, you spent time on loan at Stevenage, six goals, sixteen appearances. I think it's fair to say it was a beneficial loan spell for you. Yeah, I think. Uh, one of the one of the best decisions I made in my career at that time. Um, obviously, uh, the gaffer at the time was Steve McLaren, and he told me I needed to get some some experience and some playing time uh, uh, somewhere else in the lower leagues or even abroad. Um, obviously, I was always a confident boy, always thinking back in myself and thinking I will get in the team without going on loan. But I think that really helped me. That really that really. Um, Mold me into a into a different player, not into a different player, but into a player that understood football, men's football, a little bit better. And um, yeah, I think that was a, that was very important for me to go out there to understand the game, to 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 play for to play for three points every weekend. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't change that decision anytime. Reports were obviously filtering back to QPR fans that you were doing well at Stevenage, but a particular goal really made an impression, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That goal from the from the halfway line, I guess. Uh, yeah, there was uh, there was just instinct. To be fair, um, we were winning that we were winning that game one 0 and they were attacking us, attacking us, attacking us. And uh, when that ball fell down to me, I just said, you know what? Let me have a crack at it. And uh, luckily, it went in. Then you come back to QPR. You, you make your mark, and then COVID hits. You've obviously got such a good relationship with the QPR fans, you've developed that over the years. How strange was that period, given that your game really does feed off to supporters, doesn't it? And not having, not having fans in the stadium must have been really strange. Yeah, I think that was the most difficult time that QPR went in uh, for players, for owners, uh, as well as supporters. Um, I think we stopped football for a bit and then we go back into football with no fans. It's not the same. Um, I said it back then as well. It's not the same with, uh, without the fans. The fans make uh, make it a passionate game. Make uh, it gives you adrenaline and uh, makes you want to go out there and give everything. But without the fans, it's different. It's very different. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a that's a long time ago now. I'm trying to forget about that part uh, in in our lives. But um, yeah, obviously it was a difficult time for for everyone, and I hope that I hope everyone. Uh, uh, got out of that very well. And how special was it when fans were allowed back in the stadium? Well, certainly at full capacity anyway. Well, I think it was like just making your debut again. It was, um, yeah, it was unbelievable. I remember, I think the, fir the, ver the first game that the, the fans could come back in, um, it was only 30% of the stadium that, got, that can get in. And I think it was a Reading game at home. Uh, if I can remember that correctly, I think that was the Reading game at home, and um, even with just 30%, it just it made a difference. You know, it was not like uh, you can you can hear the birds flying around the stadium. It was really the fans are needed. 
And I think everyone knows that. Um, and yeah, I'm so happy to, 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 to put my all for them. You've struck up some really good attacking partnerships in your time at QPR. In the present day, for instance, we've seen how especially dangerous you can be when paired with the likes of Chrissy Willock. I want to talk to you about Eberieze. How much did you enjoy playing with him? Yeah, it was, a, it was an incredible time in my career. And we always, we always joke about it that when we, we want to play back together. Because it was a, obviously we were both very young at that time both um, making our mark in the club, making our mark in, in just football in general. Um, and yeah, it was just a, a fun time. Just a fun times, you know. When you're young, you don't even, you don't really worry too much about, about the, the, the results of the business. You, you, you just go out there and enjoy it. And that's, how, that's what we did. We just played out there with, with so much enjoyment. And, and, and I think that's what, that's what made it so enjoyable. Um, obviously, he's an incredible player, doing very well at the moment, um, and I'm wishing all the best. And hopefully, we can cross paths again. We're going to look at your goal here against um, Wayne Rooney's Derby County. It's you two combining. Does this sum up the relationship you had? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I would say uh, that season was a bit greedy at times. Uh, as um, he knows that as well. <laughs> no, but yeah, incredible player. He put it right in my path and I just had to, 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 to smash that in. And um, obviously we had a couple of, a couple of um, connections during that season uh, where I gave him an assist, he gave me an assist. So yeah, it was, a, it was an enjoyable time. And obviously that was the winner as well against uh, that Rooney's Derby 2-1. So yeah, it was an incredible day. And I think that's the last game after that COVID hit. Tell us about some other players you've enjoyed playing with in your time at QPR? A lot of talented players you've played with. Tell us about some of the, the ones you particularly enjoyed lining up alongside. Uh, well, first of all, we, we all know about Chris Willock, uh, incredible player. Um, love to play with him. We, I think we, we understand each other very good. And he's, uh, he's, he's like Ebbs in, 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 in some sort of way. I tell him all the time, you play a bit like Ebbs in, sort, in some sort of way. Um, they know how to use their body and, and, and they know when to, to, to dribble and release the ball. So I think that, that's an enjoy, enjoyable partnership to have. I enjoyed my time with Lee Wallace. Really, with Lee Wallace, I mean, that was a really enjoyable time as well because that left side was just popping it. We both love Barcelona. Uh, we're both obsessed with Barcelona. That Pep Guardiola's team back in, uh, in 08, 09. So yeah. We just, we just used to link up, do one-twos, sometimes exaggerate, but that's just the love of the game. Uh, I love playing with Kenneth Powell as well. I would say Kenneth is just a, a mini Lee Wallace, yeah, a bit smaller in stature, but um, yeah. Another player that I love playing with, Ken is another guy that um, just we understand each other well, speak the same language, Dutch, so which means we can we can speak in Dutch, which the opposition don't understand as well. I like to play with Bright. Bright was another player that I love to play with. Obviously, he, I, I drift to the left side, but when I come to the right side, I already know Bright's pace is unmatched and he can just just go through anything and anyone and uh, just put it in his path and he, he will make something out of it. So I just enjoyed that one. Uh, Naki Wells, I enjoyed playing with Naki. Um, unbelievable striker, has had good movement, knew how to link up, 
Um, I start to enjoy myself with Lyndon, to be fair. <laughs> Finally, he's getting on the end of my crosses and uh, heading him in. But yeah, I enjoy my t I enjoy my time right now with Lyndon as well. I know when uh, Lyndon is a big presence in the box, and when I when I put that ball in the box, I, I'm confident that we, he will get on the end of it and uh, and put it in the back of the net. So there's many other players. There's many other players. Just just another one uh, quickly is Angel Rangel. I love to play with Angel as well. Spanish. I love my 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 Spanish people. You know so. He knows how to he knows how to play football in a Spanish way, and we always used to talk about tiki taka and all that stuff. So yeah, there was another one. Um, so many, honestly, there's so many of them that I can't even I can't even uh, tell them all. So that's a little roundup, to be fair. That's good enough. You mentioned Chrissy Willock. We've all seen what you two can do on your day. Does it perhaps feel like there's unfinished business for you two at QPR? Yeah, definitely, definitely, and I think. I think people need to understand as well that Chris Willock has been through a tough time in his in his career. Uh, he's been he's been through a tough couple of injuries, you know. Uh, and as a footballer, there's the there's the most difficult part of of the whole thing is the mental side of it when you get injured. Um, and that's why I think some some people need to understand because once you're injured, you are you you're away from the team, you're not in that group environment, and then once you come back and you get re-injured, that puts you really in a it puts you down, you know, and me as a friend, as a teammate, I just want to be there for him. Um, and like you said, yeah, it's, it's unfinished business. And I think this season we will do well together. Um, obviously, we, we, need, we, need some, we need some more time. We need some, we're going we're gonna to have to trust the process with the gaffer as well, what he wants and how he wants to play. And we're going to have to buy into it. But I think it will, uh, it will mash up well and, and, and hopefully we will uh, we'll We'll do very well this season. You made that 200th QPR appearance against Birmingham last Friday. Ironically, the team you scored your first QPR goal against. How does the present Ilias, present day Ilias chair compare to the one back then? Uh, very different. Very different. I, think, uh, I mean, people, people change in course of time. Um, there's a lot of personal stuff that gone uh, with me through that time. Uh, I got married, have a baby, uh, well, a toddler now, um, which uh, which also affects a lot of things. Uh, you don't do it for yourself anymore because back then I was doing just for myself. Don't do it for yourself anymore. You're thinking about your family, you're thinking about your your people, and and, and trying to provide for them and all that sort of stuff. So that, that gives extra motivation. Also, a lot of experience in this in this championship. I've seen a, I've played almost against. Any, Every team in the championship, multiple times, and uh, and I I can I I tend to know what can get us out of this championship. To, to be honest, um, we just have to stick together, and uh, and obviously uh, that that young boy back then didn't have no leadership in him, and I believe that during the course of time uh, I I got a little bit of leadership in me. Don't. I don't like it when people call me old now, so I'm still a very young guy, 25 years old. So, uh, but now, I mean, it's an incredible achievement. Um, I'm so proud and so honoured to, to to play for such a big, big club as QPR, and uh, and hopefully we can add many more. Sticking with the present, it's Coventry up next on Saturday. Performances have been improving week on week this season. We just need that first home win now, don't we? 
Yeah, I think uh, I think it's coming. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's definitely definitely something nice is brewing up for us. Um, we just have to we just have to trust it. Or trust what the manager wants. Uh, believe in it. Do it. We know that we do, we're the underdogs. We know that everyone will write us off. But well, we'll see about that. So since Saturday, Coventry City at home, it's another chance to get a few more points on the board, isn't it? Back at Loftus Road, uh, we need to, um, it's not just me saying it, everyone knows we need to start turning some performances into points at home in front of you know, our own fans. I know we travel away in numbers, but you've got to get your home form sorted. Um, so yeah, Coventry, good side. Mark Robbins has done a fantastic job, let's face it. Penalty kicks away from the Premier League last year. For me, in the summer, lost two huge players in Gigoris and Hamer. Yet, yeah, they've replaced, haven't probably started the season as well as they would have liked. But they're still a, they're still a really good side. I uh, watched them last night, uh, conceded late again. Uh, but they'll come, they'll fancy their chances. Um, we've, got to be, we've, got to be, we've got to be at it, but we've actually got to be careful as well because of the type of team that can soak up a little bit of pressure and hit you. Uh, with the players that they've got. So again, it's a game I'm looking forward to, but it's, it's a game I'm looking forward to because it's us on the back of a couple of decent points. I know we haven't won them, but decent points, positiveness going around. Can we build on that Saturday? Can we get back to Loftus Road? Can we get the fans right behind us? Can we put on a performance that helps us to get a valuable three points? You've reflected on the game. What? How difficult has it been for Coventry? You mentioned losing the players that they have, the penalty heartbreak at Wembley in yep. May. How difficult is that to get up again and dust yourself off and sort of come on this? We were a good side last year. We've got yep. the quality. We know we have. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll be, you know, first of all, to lose a playoff final with everything that's at stake um, on and off the pitch in the manner in which they lost is, well, it'll be heartbreaking for, for everyone at the club, the fans. Um, then to see two of the best players that probably knew they were going actually and let's face it they got good money for them both but I thought they were the two standout players for them last year um, certainly when we played them they were very very good so to lose them I've already said they've replaced and they've replaced well um, the next step for Coventry is kind of be there or thereabouts again and you know under Mark and the way he's been there for the past, past few seasons no reason why not as I said they made a slow start conceded a few late on but a dangerous side and we have to make sure that we're at it we're ready and let's face it let's flip it to us you know our performance in recent weeks have been quite good there's been an upturn now can we start getting some wins and someone a new face that's been added to the Gareth Ainsworth squad even though it's the window's been closed we signed free agent <coughs> Reggie Cannon who hopefully will add a different element to the squad and the defensive line only to Gareth Ainsworth well, it looks a good signer uh, good age you know good experience um, you know, he's an international, having played 20-odd games for his country in a country that's uh, improving, emerging. You only have to see them at the, the last World Cup. Um, so, yeah, he'll be a useful addition for us. Competition for places. Um, not sure where he'll be in terms of his fitness levels, but I wouldn't have thought that would take him long. Let's hope he gets involved very, very soon. We wish him well. Let's get behind him, and hopefully he can help the team. To, uh, to continue this upward curve in performances and, and start getting some results. Okay. Well, that leads us perfectly to Saturday. Of course, you can join Andy Sinton and Nick London live on QPR Plus if you can't make it to Loftus Road, but we'll be back in action in W12. Since we'll see you there. Nick.
looking forward to it. Can't wait. Come on, you are.